Hey, you guys, this is Kurt Schlichter on the Town Hall VIP podcast known as Unredacted. I'm here in my studio slash car, which is why it sounds so good compared to usual. Because everywhere I go, I have trouble recording. So you like with me, it's like cinema verite, right? You know, you get that kind of shaky camera thing like you're in a uh, fight scene in a Jason Bourne movie. That's me, guys. Action-packed K-Dog in the house. All new podcast stuff. Kyle Rittenhouse, what's going to happen? Hey, guys, don't get your hopes up. What, Kurt? Are you saying he might be convinced? He sure as heck might be. And the judge could be a giant penis to him, right? There's a thread. Let me tell you about judges, Okay. Judges don't necessarily operate like normal human beings. I know my mom was a judge, and I was just in her hospital room for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah, she's back in the hospital. Anyway, she's okay. But, you know, they don't think like normal human beings. uh, And don't, uh, you know, don't uh, put out of of the realm of possibility that this guy who seems to be on uh, Rittenhouse's side really isn't. Is it just calling out bullshit? by the DA, because there was a lot of bullshit by the DA. Bullshit item number one was bringing these charges. Okay, let's, you know, the, the, one of the guys that uh, uh, Rittenhouse shot was a child, was like a, a, a domestic violence guy, and he was the best of them, okay? You know, what was a freaking pedo? It was gross. But... I, I don't. I don't think any charges ever should be brought. I think he should be acquitted. Will he be acquitted? You never know. All you pe- you, you folks are going. Well, the jury will obviously say. Really, really? Will the jury obviously see? Why do you think so? As us lawyers say, and I know I said it before, but I'll say it again because it is worth saying again. Jurors are, by definition, people who could not figure out a way out of jury duty. Okay, if you want to add jury duty, let me tell you the secrets of getting out of jury duty. Hi! All right? I'm a giant racist person of racism. That'll get you out of jury duty pretty quickly. Hey, he looks guilty. That'll, that will we'll start it. I can never award money in favor of a corporation against an individual. That will get you out. Or I can never not award uh, money against a corporation if sued by an individual. That will also get you out very quickly. Now, you're look, I I am a big believer in the jury system. We should have more people uh, participating in the jury system because that will dilute the dumbasses. Occasionally, you get dumbasses. I remember one case I did, and uh, the person really wanted to find against my client, which was a company. And uh, the law simply was not, I mean, the law was like crystal clear. If X happens, you must, you know, vote no. And this person really wanted to get to yes. And this person was super mad and actually wrote the company that I represented afterwards, like this letter. It was like, I couldn't believe I had to, I I had to not award this person money. I, I, I wanted to, you know, you were terrible. It's just that the law protected you. And my and when my client goes, I can't believe they sent me this letter. I was like, well, would you like me to write them back and, and, and observe that under the law, my guy wasn't liable for money? So, and? 
Now, I do like jurors, but look, these jurors could go crazy. And I I think there was a lot of uh, uh, evidence kept out. Now, we all know judges exclude evidence that for some reason uh, is not admissible under the rules of uh, criminal procedure, the evidence code or whatever. And, uh, you know, what we saw is a judge making some orders. You can talk about this. You can't talk about that. Why, why would I not be able to talk about that? Well, because it is in California, the test is evidence code 352. Does the, is the prohibitive value substantially outweighed by the prejudicial value? What the hell does that mean? In other words, is it so inflammatory that the inflammatory in this, this, this makes you, um, uh, makes it so what it proves, you know, it, it is so much more damaging than what it actually proves. Now, inflammatory stuff is not necessarily not allowed in. You can inflame, for instance, if you have a videotape of somebody taking a hatchet and burying in somebody's head, that shit's inflammatory. It's also super probative. Okay, especially because I didn't hit the guy with the axe. I got a video of you with, with an axe and you're hitting him with it. That's inflammatory. Yes, it is. But it doesn't substantially outweigh the probative value because it pretty conclusively pro proves that you hit him with an axe. Okay? Now, I don't know what the test is in Michigan or Wisconsin or whichever one of those weird-ass states that uh, that trial's going on in. Hold on. I'm having a drink. Ah! Sparkling water. You are my friend. So, uh, but... You know, most most places have that. And and this guy kept out some stuff. For instance, Rittenhouse was off at, uh, you know, someplace like a couple weeks before this incident, saw a shoplifter and said, I wish I had an AR-15 right now. I'd burst off some shots and scare him away. And the DA wanted to bring that in. And the judge was like, okay, super prejudicial, right? What's a proof? Well, you know, like shoplifters. Okay, case not about shoplifting. Not about shoplifting. There's nothing about the shoplifter attacking him. Not really probative of anything in the case. But yeah, but still, it's super prejudicial, though, so I'd like it. No, no, you you can't have it in. And then when he started hinting about it, ah, you, you got to be, you know, judges make orders before trial. We have, like, pretrial conferences. And I just came off of one big trial, one big uh, uh, arbitration, which is like a mini informal trial. So that's why I've been kind of like, you know, but besides that, my mom's endless visits to the hospital, I've been a little preoccupied. And I got my next book, which is uh, The Fallen Rise of America, that, uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to write. I got 10 weeks to write this thing. I'm 20,000 words in, and I should be at about 50,000 words right now because I write really fast, but I'm not because I got all this other stuff going. Anyway, I've been in a lot of pretrial conferences. You sit down with the judge and go, you know, okay, what what can we talk about and not talk about? Now, a smart lawyer will attempt to address these questions at the outset. Okay, you do not that you do not want to drop a bomb on the judge in trial because he may have to stop the trial. He's going to be pissed. And uh, I remember once my first trial. In mid-liability case, you remember Circuit City? Remember them? I, I I had that as like a second-year lawyer. It was a huge account. It's a big-time lawyer. I had more business than most of the partners. And I eventually found my own firm because uh, they offered me the same bonus as the associate who got caught sleeping under his desk. Um, 
Yeah, it's funny. I see this guy. He sends out articles on LinkedIn all the time, but he didn't write them. So I'm like, okay, all right, still achieving. Anywho, I, uh, I'm doing the, uh, I, I, I'm doing the trial. And it, like I said, it is, uh, for Circuit City. It was admit liability. I admit that my guys took a heavy key ring, threw it across the room from idiot one to idiot two, and it clocked this woman in the head. She's walking along minor her own business, big heavy set of, uh, store keys, clocks her in the head, right? She says it's a brain injury. Brain injury cases are bad. Uh, another digression. This is the first PET scan case. I was the first guy to have to deal with PET scan evidence. The only evidence this guy had of a brain uh, injury was a PET scan. It's like 1995. And this is totally new technology. I use it a lot now. The guy named Dr. Wu was the pioneer, and he was their expert. And I went and deposed Dr. Wu. And for like 10 years, people were saying, can I get Dr. a copy of Dr. Wu's deposition to use in their own cases where Dr. Wu testified? Uh, I remember this one law firm that was a dick to me. It was like, hey, Kurt, can I have a copy of Dr. Wu's thing? And I said to the associate, I want you to go back to the partner, and I want you to tell him, Kurt has the Dr. Wu depot, and it would be super useful to you, and you aren't getting it because you guys were dicks to Kurt, and he just wants you to know that. So that's the thing I did. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm getting to the point. Uh, and the point's not at the PET scan. The point is, in this case, this woman had a number of neurological symptoms, including something called Bell's palsy, which also happens uh, or is associated with the uh, COVID vaccine. Uh, Bell's palsy is basically your eye starts twitching. Now, what can cause that? Well, a whole freaking raft of stuff. She's saying it's getting clocked in the head with the uh, clocked in the noggin with Los Yaves de la Tienda. Uh, I'm looking through her med records because you can subpoena those. And I see, I see she's on a bunch of, uh, uh, a bunch of meds. She's on some called Valtrex. So I look it up. Yeah. Side effect, Bell's palsy. What's it for treating? Herpes. Now, this was my first trial, by the way. Admitted liability. We were only arguing over how much we paid her. She wanted like 800000 I think she actually got fifteen, which was not a lot. Uh, they didn't give her much. Uh, you should have seen the partners. Hey, partners, I have a trial on my new client, Circuit City. They're like, oh, really? I didn't know. What is it? Brain injury? Ah! Um, so do you think I'm going to go on the stand and say, hey, don't you take Valtrex, the herpes medicine, to this, you know, middle-aged woman? No, 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 no. I got in the back. I say, Your Honor, I got to bring up something, you know, touchy. All right. She's alleging Bell's palsy. She takes Valtrex, which is a herpes medicine. And that causes Bell's palsy. And the judge is like, what, what, what? And I'm like, eh. why would you bring that up? Because it explains why she may have Bell's palsy rather than just getting clocked on the head with a bunch of keys. And he kind of grumbled, and we agreed, well, I, I, I can mention that she has this particular drug, and it can cause Bell's palsy, but I can't go into the, you know, yeah, you're herpetic. All right? And if I had done that in open court, God, that would have been a bonehead move. So you don't do that, and the Rittenhouse lawyers have been doing stuff like that. No wonder a judge gets pissed. Judge, uh, this judge, and I've read uh, uh, stuff written by people who uh, uh, go before him. 
he he leans over for the defense to make sure they get a fair trial. He's also very tough on sentencing where appropriate. So I can see him, uh, he, he is acting, according to the people who go in front of this Judge Schroeder guy, he is acting uh, fully consistently with his uh, prior practice, which is making sure that the DA does not go crazy. And DAs do go crazy. My mom was a DA for a while. I mean, uh, uh, her, her folks, I thought, did it right. When she first began, she was like 36, when she became, uh, you know, a lawyer and a district attorney, uh, she said, uh, they said, if you don't believe you can get a conviction, a fair conviction, uh, by beyond a reasonable doubt, you dismiss the case and we'll back you up, which is what pro a prosecutor should do. That didn't happen here, I don't think. Um, but, uh, you know, pro prosecutors, you know, prosecutors are supposed to do the right thing. And, and these guys don't. And, uh, Schroeder doesn't, uh, Schroeder doesn't seem to trust them. And I, I, I can't say I blame them. Uh, if you guys have a chance on Showtime, there's a documentary called Buried. And it's about the recovered memory case, the recovered memory murder from like 1989. Girl says, 20 years before, I remember my dad murdered this kid, a friend of mine. And I was, uh, I was, you know, six or seven at the time. And my memory's now been recovered. And, uh, that actually was in San Mateo County. My mom was a judge or a lawyer practicing. She's out of the DA's office, but, uh, she was there and the DA's prosecuted it. I, I, I knew some of the people in the documentary, uh, some of whom my mom was not complimentary about. And, uh, they covered up a lot of evidence. Uh, one of the things they covered up and one, and, and they made, and the judge made some bad calls. And one of the judge's bad calls in that case, the recovered memory case, the guy was eventually exonerated by a federal judge after years of stuff. It's, it's worth watching. It's, and everyone in it's horrible. The guy, the guy is probably innocent of the murder, but he was a pedophile pervert anyway, and just horrible. And you're like, eh. but the thing, the, the, the thing in that is at one point, and this is important, it relates to Rittenhouse, right? The alleged murderer was in the prison, the do, uh, the jail. The daughter comes up to him and says, why don't you just come clean and admit what you did? And he points at a sign that says, uh, you know, all conversations are monitored, right? He doesn't speak. And the judge allowed that to go to the jury. Judge allowed the jury to hear that testimony. And the way it was argued was, well, he didn't deny it. Holy shit. Did that in Rittenhouse. Why didn't you, when, when, why didn't you speak to the cops after you were arrested? Holy crap. That's like red alert, five star error. Now the judge jumped on the DA for that. The judge was like, this has been the law for like 50 years. What are you even thinking? You, you can't use someone's assertion of their right to not speak as proof of guilt. I mean, that is like as basic as it gets. Uh, it was allowed in the repressed memory case. That was part of the basis. There were other, other outrages too, which is weird because the judge who did it was like considered a good judge. Uh, there were other outrages too in that case. And, uh, so we, we've seen these DAs in this thing just doing some stuff that I don't see. I, I, you see those photos that they got in that were A, enhanced. And you look at them, and it looks like the fucking blob. I don't know what the fuck it's supposed to show. If I'm doing my closing arguments, I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, that could be anybody. 
I mean, I, I think Rittenhouse said, yeah, that's me. But you can't see what he's fucking doing. It's just ridiculous. I don't see how it got in. I looked at the judge and I, I don't think I, I don't think any reasonable uh, person could tell you what's going on in that picture. So it is excluded. You don't refer to it. You don't. You don't show it to the jury. You don't refer to it. You don't argue it. It's. It's. it's it doesn't exist. Remember, there's only a universe of facts called the record that the jury can consider. Okay, that's why you have to admit evidence. All right. We. We. I had. You know. I brought. It, I had one trial. A couple of weeks ago, I think we probably had 150, yeah, maybe not that many, 75 exhibits, right? We had a big binders full of exhibits. Maybe 20 got admitted. The others we just didn't use, or the judge said, nope, not admissible for whatever reason. Uh, you have to, uh, you have to set foundation. You have to say, this is a, this is a genuine copy of it. It is admissible for this reason. And remember, documents are hearsay. In many cases, or most cases, what is hearsay? Well, let me give you a little lawyer thing. Hearsay is any evidence or any statement made out of court uh, offered to prove the matter asserted. There are a ton, your evidence course is like 50% hearsay exceptions. Hearsay exception, party exception, a party statements are not hearsay. So you can say, if I'm being sued, somebody can say, well, Kurt said X, Y, Z. But if Joe Blow said X, Y, Z, no, 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 hearsay, inadmissible. Um, business records are hearsay, uh, uh, but subject to the exception called business records exception. Uh, it is, uh, you know, evidence, the evidence code is a big thing, and that's a big thing of lawyering. That's That's where you get the objections and stuff like that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think that that's, that's a part of it. The technical side, the, prof the, the just tactical side, this dumb judge, this dumb, uh, district attorney's asking these questions. He's getting terrible answers. He's like, well, you're gonna, you know, what, you know, what, 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 what he, what, you didn't know what he was thinking. Well, he did say, fuck you and point a gun at him. I feel like, oh gosh, that's bad. That's not the that's not the answer you want. Um, it, look, it's much worse for uh, a, a statement has more pow less power from a friendly witness. That is, if I'm putting up one of my witnesses and he says something that's really powerful, it's less powerful than if I elicit it from uh, what's uh, what's thought of as a opposing witness. Because that has, that's like, you know, hey, he admits it. And this stupid, uh, what's his name? Rosencrantz, Grosencrantz, Grossman. I don't know what the fuck his name is. Uh, the dipshit who got his bicep bifurcated. Um, he's just a piece of work. And uh, he, you know, gets on a stand. Well, what'd you do before uh, he shot you? Oh, I was pointing my gun at him. I, oh, accidentally told the truth. Well, and then he goes on with like, CNN, he's like, no, 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 I had my hands up, and I was offering him a donut. So, that's, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. You know, ooh, ooh. I, yeah, I don't even know where to go. But, here, here's the, the big point. The, 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 Rittenhouse can absolutely be convicted. And if he is, this judge might not be particularly friendly to him. So, understand, 
what's going on. Understand that, uh, you know, this is, this is not a done deal. This is a grave injustice. And there are a lot of grave injustices we're seeing, particularly on the, the January 6th crew. And I, 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 I do not know how long the system can continue to tolerate these grave injustices and continue to, uh, and, and, and function in any kind of, uh, coherent manner or any manner that, you know, is a justice system rather than a, a system of kangaroo courts. I just don't know. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, where are you guys at? You guys are at the end of my unredacted thing. I hope you didn't mind me digressing into the judge and jury stuff. I know it's uh, never organized. Uh, I know with me it is uh, never according to plan. I just kind of go where I want. It's not quite stream of consciousness, but I do appreciate it. I hope I've uh, shared some fun facts with you. The column is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You should be reading it. Stream of consciousness every Friday. It's uh, brutal. I want you to get my books. And uh, you should get them soon because Christmas is coming up. All the Kelly Turnbull books. Uh, if you want signed copies of them, you should DM me and I will show you how to get that. But I've had people doing that for uh, uh, Christmas and Kwanzaa and Hanukkah, but it's mostly Kwanzaa. And uh, you should get the books. And uh, if you DM me, I'll tell you how you can do that. And uh, I sign them any way you want it. Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. Any way you want it. Did it, did it, did it. Thank you. I, I think it's appropriate that I end on Best of Journey here. And uh, we've, we've ended our journey together on Unredacted, the Town Hall VIP podcast. Thanks. Adios. Bye.